what's going on everyone welcome back to another episode of the holy hustle this is episode 15 i'm jalen and i'm zach and today is a special episode but before we get into everything um let's catch up a little bit because well first of all i forgot to post so that's on me (laughs) but that's gonna be up and then this episode will be up so when you guys see this one um just know that we're a little delayed but anyway with all that being said zach what's new dude uh, man, we are still on the road right now. Uh, right now we're in this little beach town in California called Oceano. Um, and it's really cool, man. There's this huge sand dune down the street from us. We're like five minutes from the beach. Um, we went out to the beach a couple times already and just kind of like laid there and relaxed. We went to this like off-leash dog park beach and took Howie and dude ate probably a pound of sand and a gallon of salt water just because he wasn't <laughs> used to playing in the sand. But he had a good time, man. And we did too. And like, uh it's nice out here bro the sun is shining and it's weird because you look outside and like coming from the midwest you look outside and you see the sun and you're like man it's hot out there but you go outside mm-hmm. here and you're like no it's it's beautiful the west coast is the best coast and like we're just we're just really enjoying it right now but yeah that's awesome dude that is awesome um dude we've been me and ashley have been so busy wedding planning bro mm-hmm. we've gotten actually a lot of stuff done in the past like two to three weeks we've got our venue book now we've got um Ashley's going dress shopping next weekend I'm like I've literally been telling her like bro don't tell me anything I don't want to know how your hair is going to be done I don't want to hear details about the dress I don't want to know nothing so come wedding day I'm like fully shocked but we've got a lot of stuff done uh wedding planner we're trying to figure out decor but dude it's been honestly I know a lot of people are like oh wedding planning is so horrible. It's so stressful. And I've been enjoying it. Like, yeah. it's been pretty fun. Cause I'm the one who like sits down at my computer and I'm like, all right, I got to call this person. I got to call this person. We've got this, we've got that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a big task to plan out a wedding. I remember when we did it, like, like we'll see, we'll see how you feel in the end. But like, in the beginning, I, that's I, what everyone says. Yeah. It'll get you, bro. Like being honest with you. Like at first I was like, Oh, it's not bad. You know, you get the big stuff taken care of. And you're like, cool. And then the small stuff is what get, what creeps up mm. on you. And then, you know, you're like, oh, I'm, we're only four months away, three months, two months. And now you're taking care of all the little things and um, things pop up. But it's a beautiful time. And it's like, you know, a wedding is uh, a time where you can, like, bring two families together, at least two families together, you know, depending on your family makeup. And um, just show them, like, what Christ has done in your life and also just, like, celebrate something good happening in the world. Um, and so, like, wedding planning is, like, it's a lot, but it's, it's such a cool thing, you know? Um, yeah. and then when the day arrives, yeah. you're just like, Oh, finally, I'm so glad to be here right now. But yeah, that's awesome. Dude. I, I was, uh, a couple of my buddies, a couple of my buddies, one of my friends and his fiance just got married and they were talking about it cause they're influencers. They were talking about it in a YouTube mm-hmm. video and they said the exact same thing you just said, like the first, like, you know, say you're getting married in a year. They said like the first eight, to 10 months is like actually really fun planning it. But the last two months is like, bro, you're just flooded with stuff to do. Yeah. We, we hired a planner. She's one of our really good friends. Actually, her name's uh, Marissa Cole. Mm -hmm. Um, I think her uh, business name and her Instagram name is risk creations, but um, she came in and that last like four or five months for us. Cause I, I'm like a do it yourself type person, you know? Um, And so I was like, Oh, we'll do it. And then we brought her in towards, the middle of the wedding planning and she changed everything for the better. Like, and day of, there's no way, there's no way we would have had a successful wedding without her. Um, so like getting a wedding planner, man, it is, 
it's big time. Um, cause they also help facilitate the little stuff like, you know, Oh, we picked out our cake. Well, who's going to go get it. Who's going to bring it. Who's going to set it up. Like things like that. You don't even think about who's going to refill the drinks, things you don't even think about. Um, and we got married at the church. So it wasn't like a traditional venue where they give you all the bells and whistles. We just wanted something small with our close people. Um, but yeah, I mean, get a wedding planner, use Marissa. If you don't like, if you're out there planning a wedding, use her, maybe use Jalen's wedding planner, but it's, it makes all the difference. So <laughs> that's dope, dude. Yeah. So, uh, we got a pretty special topic today. Uh, one that we've kind of touched on a little bit, but not necessarily. So earlier in the year, we talked about why you should read your Bible and, you know, as followers of Christ, we think it's really important, you know, to, base your foundation on what God and Jesus have done in the Bible and what they've told you to do with your life. Um, but with that being said, the question of how you should read your Bible definitely arises in um, the process of becoming a strong believer of Christ and following in his footsteps. And so today we're kind of going to, we're going to do two parts to this, maybe even three. I don't know what Zach has up his sleeve. He's always got <laughs> something ready, uh, but definitely two parts to this. And we're basically just going to touch base on, you know, how you should read your Bible and why it's important to read your Bible a certain way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, when we pick up the Bible, it's so easy for us to assume that we understand what it's saying or we read something and we're like, I don't know what it's saying. Um, and you just like blow past it and you miss out on so much fruit. Um, and then maybe you even grew up in a tradition or in a family where reading the Bible is kind of something that you can do to be a Christian. Um, this is maybe a hot topic or a hot, hot thing to say, but one of the things that really irks me is when people are like, you don't have to read your Bible to be a Christian. And I'm like, I see, I know, I know the heart that you have behind that, but you're doing so much damage by telling people that you don't have to listen to our single authority to be a disciple of Jesus, you know? Um, cause a lot of people right. want to dress up their faith or they dress up how they act in life, call it faith and say that they're a Christian. And it's like, that's not exactly what Jesus had in mind. He has much better for you. So just like slow down and let's pick up our word and, and see what it says. Um, but yeah, so like people gloss over it, um, say it's not important. People say, oh, you don't have to read the Old Testament. The Old Testament's boring and there's nothing good in there or it takes a, a lot of knowledge to get through it, da, da, da. Well, you know, if you if you understand kind of like we talked about in our last episode, like why does my life matter? It's to bring heaven to earth. Um, the Bible is is so dynamic it's it's the place it's the thing that we can go to to learn about what god's plan is for the world and how we can be a part of his plan not to get blessings for our plans like oh emily and i we want to travel the world god would you bless this trip for us like yes we want his blessing in all things but more than anything we want to be in his plan you know what i'm saying we don't want him to bless our plans if that makes any sense and really the bible is like the one place that you can go to um and like and learn about that you know yeah. Um, yeah. And there's so many translations, so many ways to get confused. But uh, if you just slow down and we'll get into it. But yeah, that's just kind of my first thoughts. So, well, dude, and honestly, that's a really good point, too, because I like how you said you you gave a really good example. You know, there's some people and I think of the same thing when people are like, well, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I don't go to church. It's like, OK, yeah. well, are you really living your life for Christ or what? You know yeah. what's going on here? Um, you know, in the same breath, like you said, Someone may say they're a Christian, but, you know, I don't I don't have to read my Bible. Well, mm -hmm. if you're a follower of Christ and you're not reading your Bible, where are you getting your supplements from? Where are you getting yeah. your context from? Because the only way you can truly live out a life for Christ is by understanding what he's called you to do. Mm -hmm. And 
your exact calling, your exact or God's exact will on your life is right there in the Bible. It's not, you're not going to find it anywhere else other than in your prayer life, maybe, but everything that you could possibly need is in the Bible. And if it wasn't, God wouldn't have created it that way. Yeah. And how are you going to know what his voice sounds like unless you read the Bible? You know, right. definitely always, yeah. always here. And we don't ever want to like sound like we're crapping on anybody, any individual, because um, we have a lot of teachers, a lot of people that we rely on and trust to teach us what the Bible's saying. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to go to the source yourself and you have to see for yourself. And it takes a lot of time, but that's a really good thing. Like if you could just pick up the Bible, read it in the afternoon and understand the, all of the meanings of life, then what kind of God is that? It's an empty God. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's the God of consumerism. That's the God of um, capitalism. That's the God of whatever we've got going on in America right now. Maybe, maybe Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you get on social media and you see a pastor will put a clip up of his sermon or some social media preacher will put up a quick little message. And like, even we have our clips and I think that they're good. Um, and there's a place for that, but that cannot be your diet. That's not enough. That's like eating fruit snacks. At some mm -hmm. time you got to sit down, eat steak and potatoes. If you're a vegetarian, eat tofu or whatever it is that you guys eat. Um, <laughs> but it's time to like chew on something that's going to help you go higher, you know? Um, yeah. And another thing that I always think about is like, People are like, well, you know, I think that there is good in listening to those clips. And I think that's true. Okay. But if it doesn't guide you to open your Bible and 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 actually like sit there and read and study, it's not good enough. Like you need to find right. something in your life that encourages you to open your Bible. Because without that, you're just building a golden calf and you don't even realize it. You can have the humblest mm -hmm. heart. You can be the nicest guy. You can mow your neighbor's yard because she's an old lady. That's awesome. But the Christ that you're following is not the Christ that he called you to be. He has way better for you. Um and so, yeah, I hope that comes off like with love, but I just think that there's not a huge emphasis on like reading and studying our Bibles and putting it into practice. It's just like a grab bag of, well, this seems like the right thing to do. So I'm going to do it. Right. Like Christianity. Right. So, yeah, no, I like, I like the, uh, the whole interpretation of like, you got to sit down and have a meal. Like you've got to have you, your main focus can't be social media as your resource and your source of God. Because that's mm -hmm. not, like you said, it can be helpful, but for sure you have to read your Bible in order to fully understand what God has called you to do. Because if I take, um, for example, John three sixteen verse, everybody knows great verse, right? Yeah. Keep reading though. Like there's more to be said in the Bible than just one verse. That's why a lot of times, like I was funny story. I was live on TikTok the other day and, uh, people used to always ask me this too, but they still ask me, they go, you know, what's your favorite verse? And I was like, I used to always say John 3.30, he must become greater, I must become less. Great verse. Mm -hmm. You know, I try and live my life by that verse. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the stronger I've gotten in my relationship with God, the more I'm like, yo, I don't, I don't have a favorite verse. Like I can't. It's just one to Revelation 22. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't <laughs> dial it. I can't dial it down to one verse, dude. Like I've learned so much. I've studied my Bible more and more. And the more I've done it, the more I'm like, listen, I can't give you one thing to describe my life. Like yeah. God has given me so much more context to be able to give to you that I can't just be like, hey, read this one verse and you're good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important with the Bible because if you just leave, if you leave, if you leave your mindset dwelling on just one verse, you're going to be left out with so much more information. And like you said, like those little fruit snacks, yeah, it's great, but I've got to have my life built on a nice meal. Like I yeah. can't, I can't be fast in my mind of what God has called me to do. Yeah. 
hundred percent. Yeah. Cause like, um, I think, I think one of the big things is the apostle Paul talks about taking off the old, putting on the new, right. Um, and a lot of that is when we come into the Bible, we have to recognize that we live in like a certain period of time. And I can't take like any credit for really much of what comes out of my mouth in this episode. Um, just taking like a couple of classes lately, um, and read some books and just like trying to slow down and learn how to read the Bible the right way. Um, so again, just like shout out to all the resources and we'll put them in the links, but, um, we're actually, it's already in our link tree. So go in there and look at our resources, but, um, it's hard, it's hard because we come into come into the Bible from our world and we try to like impose what our world's view on that thing is, but we have to like understand the context. We have to understand the timing. We have to understand the purpose, um, the author, all kinds of stuff when we read. And it sounds like, Oh man, this is so much. I'll never figure this out. Um, but what it really takes is just slow reading meditation and prayer, consulting with people smarter than you. The same things we always talk about in every single episode, you know? Um, and so then like with all that said, Jalen, when you started the kind of, or actually, let me do this. When you, when you first started reading the Bible, how did you read it? Like for real? And then I want you to ask mm. me the same thing. Like, how did you use the Bible? That's such a good dude. That's such a good question. So, um, compare it to how I, do you want me to compare it to how I read it now or Start just describe how I talk about now? Okay. Okay. So yeah. I used to read the Bible as something that I had to get done. Mm. And when I say that, I mean, okay, I was going to Bible study. And this was back when I was in college. So my main focus was football and school. Um, kind of had a relationship with God, but, you know, that didn't really necessarily grow fully into what it was supposed to be until um, I moved to Kansas City, basically. Uh, but before that, when I was reading my Bible, it was go to Bible study once a week on Wednesday nights. We would go over a certain sermon or just, you know, a, a certain part of, uh, the Bible. And I would study that for the night, go home, be like, okay, cool. Then throughout the week, I really had no other resource or source of God other than when I was like, okay, I feel like I should read. Like, you know, I feel like God's telling me I should probably read my Bible. I was like, okay, okay. I'll read, I'll read one verse and I'll be good. And I actually used to do a thing where, uh, I would post. So I would read, what did I, oh, I'd read a chapter a day. Okay. Okay. So I'd read a chapter a day. And I would post one verse in each chapter I read on my Instagram stories and be like, today's daily dose. And so I was helping other people, you know, get a verse a day, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But when I was reading it at the time, it was something that I told myself I was going to do every day. Read a chapter a day, just get it done. Yeah. Versus now when I read, it's completely different. When I read now, it's like, okay, God, I need to spend time with you. I need to understand what you're telling me in your word versus actually just trying to get something done because there's a difference. So I'm going to use an example. It actually just happened today. I was over here getting a, a manicure and a pedicure with my beautiful fiance. And uh, one of my, he, he's kind of like, he's kind of a friend. He's like a, a good acquaintance, but anyway, he was telling me, you know, he was like, bro, we got birthdays that are a day apart. We're Leos. I was like, oh, honestly, bro, I don't believe in that stuff or whatever. Who's Leo? And, <laughs> yeah, who's Leo? <laughs> and uh, he was like, yeah, bro, I, honestly, I believe in a lot of stuff that I can't prove. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so I was like, have you ever tried? I was like, have you ever tried Jesus? And he was like, well, bro, I believe in God, but like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, 
Okay, but there's a difference between believing in God and following after Jesus. And so I went on this long rant about how there's a complete difference between thinking you're a good person, because that's what he said. He said, I think I'm a good person and I try and be a good human, blah, blah, blah. I said, that's not what's going to save you and get you to heaven. And believing in God isn't, isn't, is not what's going to get you to heaven either. The demons even believe. That doesn't mean they're going to heaven. Mm-hmm. And so it's this context of being able to say, okay, I'm going to read my Bible because I believe in God. And I'm going to read my Bible because I feel like I have to versus, no, I'm going to read my Bible because I'm a follower of Christ. I want to live my life more like Christ and because yeah. I want to grow in my relationship with God. And so that's what I would say. That's what I would say personally is what's changed is what I used to do is just read it because I felt like I had to versus now it's something that I want to do because I want to know God's will on my life. I want to know what my calling is. I want to know how I can grow stronger in my relationship with him. Okay. I feel that. So it's like now when you read and study the Bible, now you're studying the Bible um, versus Mm -hmm. just like reading it for surface level. Um, And that's a whole, that's maybe episode five of this, whatever, but yeah. um, And, and, and with that, you're allowing the word to shape who you're becoming. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair assessment? A hundred percent. And I could okay. give, you know, I'm not going to rant anymore, but I could give hundreds okay. of examples of this dude. Like one that I'll always go back to. And it's because I think our world is so corrupt of it. The more and more I see it, um, mm-hmm. that same couple that I, that same influencer couple that I seen get married, I seen a bunch of clips of their, their wedding. And I was like, dude, you guys post like half naked stuff holding each other and touching each other on Instagram and TikTok. I can't imagine what you're doing behind the scenes and you weren't even married yet. Like what is, what do you, what does your marriage represent now? You guys were already doing everything that God has saved for your marriage. Mm -hmm. And again, the reason I bring this up is because me and Ashley are now celibate and, you know, not having sex, not, you know, doing what God has told us not to do until we're married. And it's been so like, bro, it's been so fruitful for our relationship. Yeah. And so I can't wait for our wedding day. Cause then it's going to be like, bro, we're now living in God's will, living what he wants us to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- yeah. That whole is that whole thing is a whole huge topic. Um, so then, so then like those people that you're talking about, are they like professing Christians or, or not? No. No. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. And, and that's something that I struggle and struggle with is like one thing that the word has taught me is that, um, and Lord, forgive me if I'm like misspeaking, but, uh, we can't hold people that aren't following Jesus to the same standards. And that really mm-hmm. sucks um, because you want the best for everybody in the world, even your enemies, you want nothing but the best for them. Um, but when you see that they don't live that way, it's like, frustrating because like there's a part of at least for me this is at least my experience there's a part of me that's like man i wish i could be like that i wish i could you know have that carefreeness and like lack of guilt and um and but also you with that comes a territory of like okay well if i if i take that i'm missing out on so much of god's goodness um but then also is like you know you feel for them because you're like we have a lot of people that we love and got married recently and we're like, how's the married life? Like, how's it going? And they're not believers. You know, they, they, they believe in God and like, who's what God, you know what I'm saying? Um, and they're like, Oh yeah, nothing changed. And I'm like, man, that's tough. Because, um, when Emily and I got married, everything got so much better in life. Like the fruits of the spirit just flourished on a whole new level. Um, I got a partner for life. You know, we were able to sleep together. Like, um, we were able to plan a life together, plan a family, like plan this trip that we're on, like all this stuff just comes together 
um, life got so much better. And I'm like, man, you miss out on so much by doing your own thing. Cause you like got to figure it out, you know? And the word prevents us from figuring out ourselves and realizing like, Oh, you know, sometimes God says things and I'm like, I don't agree with that. I'm not, I don't really want to ride with that, but I'm going to listen to you because I know what you have is better than what I could possibly have, you know? Um, for sure. Like, yeah. So, so, so then for me, I feel like when I first read the Bible, I used it as like a quick book of inspiration. Like I would sit there before a football game, read some scripture and get hyped up and be like, I've got God on my side. And then like, as I get older and even then I'm like, so does that mean God's not on their side? Like, what about when I lose, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, and again, whole different topic for a whole different time. But, um, when I think about it, it's like, I used to start read it or I used to read it and like go into Proverbs, catch some good wisdom, find something I can put on social media or say to somebody to make me feel smarter or wiser or more mature or whatever. Um, find some encouraging things that Jesus said, but kind of hide from the stuff in the old Testament and some of the scarier things he said, like, not all who call to me, Lord, Lord will be saved. I'm like, yeah, that's not me. Um, and then I, as I kind of got older and some people kind of uh, exposed things to me, I started to realize like I'm, I'm going into the Bible and I'm looking for it to confirm my plans in life as opposed to stripping off all of that and coming into the Bible and being like, okay, this has to shape me. Like, And with that, I can't just know this stuff. It's great to know a bunch of scripture, but if you don't apply it to your life and if it's really not in your heart, it's like, what are you doing it for? You know? Mm, um, mm -hmm. And so anyway, all that to say is like, same as you, as I've gotten older, I feel, and I, I feel um, as humbly as I can say, like I'm letting the word shape me more. And um, it's been nothing but goodness. There's times where it's like, crap. Now I, that song I used to like, I'm like cynical. Cause I'm like, if, if this is your only dose of, of Jesus, then you have fallen a false God. <laughs> you know, I'm one of those people. <laughs> um, but I still listen to it, you know? <laughs> right. Um, right. But yeah, it's like, it's like, man. I, and I think what it is, is inside me. I've like prayed and, and meditated a lot on this. And like, I think it's because I, I see how good the word is like, like truly mm. good. I mean, like Tove good, like what God, when he created everything, that level of good. And when we sell ourselves short, it's like, man, you wasted time. You wasted life. Like God gave you the greatest gift. He gave you life and you wasted it because you yeah. wanted to do whatever else, you know? Um, yeah. And it makes me appreciate life so much more and love God's people, love people so much more, even the ones who are far different from me, even the ones who do things and believe in things and have ideals that I do not hold. I still have such a deeper love for them. Um, but with that, like deeper love comes like a deeper feeling of anguish at times. Cause it's like, man, like, come on. But I know there's people that think that same thing about me. Like, come on, Zach, you could be, doing so much better but i'm like hey i'm not jesus yet <laughs> right that's all right <laughs> yeah. yeah that's so good dude i can definitely i feel like i definitely can relate to the whole um reading it to try and apply it to your life um mm -hmm. i told the story several different times about why i wanted to play in the nfl and why you know i knew god was gonna make it happen and it just never happened like yeah. when you try and <laughs> yeah. search for when you try and search for reasons to make um, make God make your life happen the way you want it to. You're, you're, you're reading for the wrong reasons and you're believing in God for the wrong reasons too. Yeah, exactly. And, and so many people through the Bible thought that they were following the God of Israel, Yahweh, mm -hmm. and they weren't, they thought they mm -hmm. were, they dressed them up and they weren't, you know, um, and lucky for us, you know, we have, we have a Jesus that saves us, but, um, something that I really struggle with is like, when you read the word, it's like, it doesn't seem so absolute. Like 
the only way in is truly by the grace of God. There's nothing we can do. You know what I'm saying? Um, and God doesn't play favorites. That's scripture too. Um, and so when I think about it, I'm just like, man, we, there's a lot of people out there that are preaching the good news, which is what we should do. We should share the gospel. Um, but they're not preparing them for when the days get tough. You know what I'm saying? And that's what the word does. That's what having more teachers does is like, it prepares you for the days where, um, Jeremiah 29, 11 doesn't feel very Jeremiah 29, 11. It feels more like, right. um, the second half of Corinthians or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. And, and I, I think that like some, I mean, I, I kind of want to just get into some of the like practical things real quick and then we can yeah, jump into questions yeah. if you're cool with that. So yeah. this is just kind of my list for tips on how to read the Bible that I've gathered from a lot of different teachers. Um, uh, John MacArthur, Tim Mackey, um, like really just the whole Bible project staff. Um, my church back in Wichita, New Spring, they were really big on it. Um, I, I won't throw out all the resources, but it's in our link tree. Go check it out. There's, I really think that it would be helpful for a lot of people. Um, but number one, one thing that I heard a couple of years ago, maybe like one year ago actually is somebody said, don't colonize the word. And I was like, what do you mean by that? Um, and they kind of expanded on it. And it means like colonizing is like going into a place and making it your own. Um, and what he, what the guy was talking about was like, when you go into the Bible, you have to realize that the Bible is a collection of words right? It's like a collection of, it's a library of books and they're all just a bunch of words. So like, if you want to start at the most granular level, you have to understand that sometimes the words that you read don't mean what you think they mean. Um, mm -hmm. and that's why doing word studies is so important. Um, so we'll put a link, uh, on our link tree too, for like how to do a word study from the Bible project three hour class, or you can just read by notes, whatever you want to do, but seriously, please. And I'm not doing this just so you can like know more, but just so you, when you read the Bible, it's like actually, touching you and you're actually like, okay, it's starting to make sense. It changes everything. And I talked about this in the last episode a little bit um, from listening to uh, Tim Mackey's uh, podcast. And it, it changes everything from literally the first verse of the Bible. What yeah. you think the Bible is saying, <laughs> it's not what it's saying. So yeah. when you really, really understand the words and the fact that it's an ancient writing, it changes everything. Don't read it like it was written yesterday, but I'll let mm -hmm. Zach continue. Cause I know his list is going to be really good. So I'll let him continue to <laughs> no, no, um, provide stuff. I'm glad you said that because I think really the best way to like one of the best ways to kind of start to notice that, well, what I'm reading isn't exactly right. is to open another translation. Like I read the NLT for five years. I read it front to back multiple times. And then now I'm like going into ESV and the NASB and I'm realizing, whoa, some of these words aren't even the same. This has a, this carries a completely different meaning now. Um, and sometimes like Emily and I will read the Bible together, not as nearly as often as we should, honestly, but we read the Bible together and I'll read a different translation from her. Or you might even catch this at church, you know, and you're like, what the heck? Like even in the English language, these words aren't the same and they have a completely different meaning. So you have to go to the source and do word study. Um, go back to the first language. And if you really care about it, like you'll put some time in and see what that text is saying. And dude, I'm telling you, it will change your life for the better. It will be so good. Um, you'll see the sunshine and you'll see the, the wind blowing and be like, wow, life is good. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Another one that I had is we already talk, talked about is don't read just to know, read to let it become you. Um, so meditate on the word, learn lessons about what you read. You know, the Bible, the Bible is full of lessons from um, failures and successes. 
So let that shape you. You know, when you read through Saul's life, let it shape you. Find yourself in Saul. Like, see how you are like Saul. Um, when you read the story of David, same exact thing. Um, let it shape you. Um, like I said, use multiple translations. Um, identify parts that confuse you and meditate on them. Don't blow past it because that's where you're going to miss out on a lot of fruit. Um, so what I do is like, I'll take a highlighter or like a sticky note and like put a mark in there or put it in my notes as I read and say like, what, like literally just the word what, and then I'll go back and study it, use commentary or whatever, um, to kind of understand better, um, make a habit and be consistent. Again, these, this is a list of things to do for like, how do I read my Bible? So make a habit and be consistent. Um, we all know that we become what we do. Um, so what do you want yourself to look like in 10 to 70 years? Um, do you want to know fun facts about the Bible? Do you want to know a bunch of Greek because you did a bunch of word studies? All that's really good. Um, or do you want to figure out how to bring heaven to earth? Just like Jesus called mm -hmm. us to do. Like my life matters. This is this. I don't want to dumb the Bible down to call it a guide or a book of inspiration or anything. It's extremely dynamic, but it's a thing that can shape us into bringing heaven into earth, you know? Yeah. Um, and don't let anyone knock you for the speed that you read, whether it's fast or slow, um, how much, you know, how many verses that you can memorize. Go at your own pace, study, meditate, pray, um, be okay not knowing, Go at, and, and just go at God's speed. Um, he just wants us to have a relationship with him. Relationships take time. Hurry and love can't coexist, all those things that we've said. Um, and when one trap that I fell in, Jalen, I think you and I can both relate, is like clinging, clinging to a handful of verses and being like, okay, I'm going to let these like sit into my soul and become me. And I think that's beautiful. I think there's a lot of power behind that, but... How do those verses link to the overall story of the Bible? How do each of those mm -hmm. link to Jesus and our responsibility now? What is our response because of what we just read? And how does that fit into the overall narrative of the entire Bible? Um, one that I really, really want to stress, don't undersell the Old Testament. People want to, you know, oh, you got to just trudge through numbers in Deuteronomy. How about this? Go in, do some commentary you'll look at it completely differently. You'll be like, wow, this, this shows so much of like our world that when somebody goes up on stage or somebody goes on a TikTok or whatever, and it's like, oh, you don't like the Old Testament so hard to get through. Even if they say it in joke, it's like, you just crapped on three quarters of God's word. Like mm -hmm. you can't do that. It's, it, it's so good. Like that's yeah. where so much fruit is. That's where all the structure of the New Testament is like, it's beautiful. So don't knock the old Testament. <laughs> um, yeah. and you know, we always talk about it. Like this is just coming to my mind. Uh, we sing it at church. There's songs out there. You are the same God. Well, he's the same God. What about the old Testament God? You know what I'm saying? If he's the same God that wrote the new Testament, if God is Jesus or if Jesus is just God incarnate, then you're going to dismiss that back half. Cause it's not so fun to read for you. And, and don't put all the blame on yourself. But realize, like, maybe the translation that you have isn't helping you out. Maybe the group of people that you have need to step it up. Maybe you just need to slow down and take some time. But, dude, I'm telling you, the fruit is there, and it will change your life for the better. I'm telling you. That's good, dude. That's real good. And that makes me think, too, um, of another really good point that, like, I started to realize more of the more I grew in my relationship with God. It's a history book, too. Like, it it's will lot, give yeah. you... It will give you an idea and an exact for in its form of what happened before Jesus. What happened? Why is your life the way it is? Why yeah. are humans the way we are? Well, go read the Old Testament and actually read it. Don't read it for 
you know, little, like Zach was talking about little points and little, you know, verses to help you throughout your journey with God. No, read it as a book. That's going to give you the reason why the world is the way it is today. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't look at it again, as a whole story, man, it's so easy to misconstrue God's word because somebody can go and read about Solomon and Kings or even read about just Saul or read about anybody, you know, and be like, well, you know, this guy says like David had six wives, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He ended up with seven, eight, like dude had a lot of wives and everyone's, you know, shouting the praises of David as rightfully so he's, he's a key figure in the Bible. Um, and so when you take those things out of context and you're like, oh, well, David had seven wives. Um, maybe that's a huge, like a really dramatic example. Um, so it's okay if I sleep around and do whatever I want to with my life because David has seven wives. Well, how did that turn out for him? We're not going to give it away, but go check it out. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to see human failure in there and you're going to see God's response to human failure. And then that human's response, like we fail, we get back up or God picks us back up. And then he says, all right, now what are you going to do? And that's what salvation is, is like, God's going to lift you back up and he's going to say, what's your response now? Um, right. Too many of us are like, the Lord is my shepherd. And he is for sure. But he's calling us to do something like bring heaven to earth, read yeah, go through the, for the sure. book and you're going to see that's what he's asking, asking of us. And it's the best. Like you go out there and you do God's will and you're like, I know for sure this is God's will. This is what Jesus mm -hmm. did like, physically. This is what he did. And then you just go and you're like, man, my life matters so much because I have a chance to usher goodness into this place, this place where everything's chaotic. I get on the news and I see all things are on fire and there's sick kids in India will contribute, bring heaven to that thing. Don't just talk about it. Don't complain about it. Like be about it just like Jesus was. Um, and yeah. it's not like in a nonprofit way. It's like, because this is what he wants us to do. And it's just a better life. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I used to go out For and get sure. drunk and it's not worth it. I, now I do my best to serve God. And it's like night and day difference would never go back. Not in a million years. Yeah. Um, I had a, uh, I had a question a question for you. And I, I, the reason I asked Zach this question is because I know he'll give a really good response. Um, I'm going to ask it. I'm going to answer it a little bit for myself and I'm going to let you elaborate. Okay. How do I know if I am reading the Bible correctly? And when I say that, I mean, how do I know if I'm interpreting the Bible correctly? What I would say to that, okay. <laughs> what I would say to that is know that the Bible is very complex. When I say that, I mean, nobody will ever fully, truly know and understand exactly what God has said in his word. Now, can we read the Bible and interpret it how he, we want him or how he wants us to? Yes, for sure. A hundred percent. That's not saying that you can't read the Bible and you'll never understand. No, I'm saying if God wanted us to fully understand why he did exactly everything he did, we would be God ourselves, but we're not. And so that's what the Bible is for. He's giving us a tool to use to understand the life he's called us to live here on earth and what he has called us to know and learn here on earth. And so my question would be then, how do I know if I'm actually interpreting the Bible the way he wants us to? Ooh, yeah, that is tough. I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head, but what, what I feel like God is saying is that the way to know that you're interpreting the right way is if you can truly like humble yourself and say, okay, I'm going to take it for what it is. I'm going to do mm -hmm. some study. I'm going to slow down. And when I apply this thing to my life and to, into the world, 
is goodness being brought in. Um, that's probably a good sign that yeah. you're interpreting the word the right way. Some people yeah. will read the story of, uh, let's pick a hot topic. Um, Sodom and Gomorrah take that a thousand different ways. Um, what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah is not good. That's not what, that's not good. You know what I'm saying? Um, and people will take that and interpret it a ton of, a ton of different ways and it creates division. Mm-hmm. Division's not good. There you go. You were wrong interpreting the word. You know what I'm saying? But when people come to Christ and you apply it and people come to Christ, they humble themselves and find salvation um, through Jesus, through what he did on the cross, then you're probably interpreting the Bible the right way. Um, another way that I kind of come into my mind is like understanding the overall story of the Bible. Like if you had to dumb it down into a sentence, it's like, I think the Bible project always says the Bible is a unified story that points to Jesus and asks for our response or something like that. Um, but again, like, when you're interpreting the word is, does it fit your agenda or does it fit like what Jesus was doing with his life? You know? Um, and, and it takes a lot of humility, man. And I don't know that I'm like fully there yet to like answer that question the right way, but, um, well, that was, oh, yeah. that was the other part of my answer that I was going to give is if you're interpreting it for your own agenda, you're wrong. Yeah. But how do you know that you're interpreting it for your own agenda? You exactly. Know See, like, it's so, how can I use and that's this? why it's so I... complex. Yeah, it is. And, and is it, is the Bible complex or have we made a complex? I think mm. that's the question we have to ask ourselves because mm. our world is far different than the one that, that they lived in. But at the same time, it still works. Like it doesn't not work anymore. It's not outdated. They don't need to update it, you know? Um, yeah. But we have different priorities. We have, we follow in America, um, a different God than the God of Israel in a lot of ways, but we say it's Jesus, you know, um, you slap a name tag that says monkey on a pig and you're saying it's a monkey. It's not, it's a pig. <laughs> Call it what you want. That's not what it is. <laughs> um, that probably sounds really dumb, but, but yeah. Um, and also another good way to know if you're, oh, this was a whole, that's a whole question. That, that's like a whole podcast episode. See, this is why, um, we, this is why we had to do two episodes for this because it's going to be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think that going to your group, the joining a small group of people wiser than you, um, and people that have like gone through the word and applied it to their life and asking them, like, am I reading this the right way? Being humble and understanding like, Hey, I might be wrong here, but am I at least on the right path? Can you help me out? Um, that'll help yeah. you, you know, where two or more are gathered. Um, that's not just like God's presence is here now. It's like, no, his wisdom, the breath that he breathed to create life is in here now. Um, so use that. Um, and he, he gives us the tools, he gives us the opportunities but yeah, that's a good question. I'm going to have to think about that some more. Yeah, dude. Well, and again, like I said, dude, like, will we ever fully be able to understand? Because if we could understand why God, you know, you know what I mean? Like if we could understand why everything happened the way it did, we yeah. ourselves would be God, but we're, yeah, we don't know. And that's, <laughs> that's will, how yeah. amazing and loving God is though. Like, mm-hmm. He allows us to humble ourselves and be able to serve him. And it's just, it's, it's all part of the story. It's all part of the process. And that's what I love about it. Truly. Yeah. And he says like, you're going to be just below me in heaven, Mm -hmm. just below me. You know what I'm saying? And that's big time. Like just below the guy who created everything, just below the God who breathed life into this world. Um, That's pretty crazy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And for him to choose us as flawed and as imperfect as we are, and still work with us and still have goodness flow through us and still bless us with goodness in life is like miraculous to say the least, you know, um, for sure. 
And I think another thing is like share what you learn, like kind of off the topic mm. of how do I know? Um, I think you should also share what you learn with others, again, in, in a group of people um, with loved ones, with people like smarter than you um, or not, you know, people that might be newer to the faith. Um, share what you learn and be willing to go back and forth and be, um, I don't want to use the word criticize because that feels really negative, but yeah, basically like poked at and see like how solid is, is my understanding of this thing. Um, well, and, and that's again, what, sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut no, you no, off, no, but that, but that's no. what we talked about earlier in the year too, about like having surrounding yourself with a good community and good friends, because the moment that you don't share what you've learned with someone, like for example, me and me and Zach could sit in a room or sit on the phone and talk about God and the Bible and our prayer life and everything. I mean, for hours on end. Yeah. But the moment one of us like says something or thinks like, is that right? We're going to ask each other and be like, okay, well, like, mm -hmm. what do you think about this? What, what do you think about this? And the moment like we stop doing that is the moment where one of us might get off track and think that we know exactly what God has told us. Well, what does like your best friend say about what does your community say about it? You know, the moment you start to think that you've got it all down is the moment you're probably going to start ending up being wrong. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's why it's so important to have multiple teachers. Um, you, you, you need a lot of sources, a lot of perspectives, like companies have boardrooms of people that are from all over the world that have different backgrounds and they recognize like you come from a different walk of life. You might view this product differently than the person sitting in the chair next to you does, you know? Um, and I think that the same approach should be had when you go to study the Bible, like, or go to learn more about Jesus, like go to, go to people that come from different walks of life, people that have different perspectives, maybe even different parts of the world so that you can see, you know, oh, this is more than just like my opinion or the opinion of me and my pastor. You know what I'm saying? Again, not at all crapping on that, but I think that there's so much value in like expanding the people that speak into your life, but still obviously be very discerning. I think that goes without saying, um, like, be careful who you listen to, but um, you can tell if tree by its fruit, you know, we could go on for yeah. days, but, and then last one is just keep going. Um, this is another one that I'm very passionate about is like, we're going to leave you with, if you're, if you're like new to reading the Bible or you've never read it, we're going to say, go read for five minutes, go read for 15 minutes. That's amazing. Keep going. Don't stop. But in a month or two, don't read for 15 minutes, read for 30 In a year, read for an hour, like grow. You know what I'm saying? Get better. Um, let it become a part of your daily habit, your daily routine. Um, because if we stay in that five minute, 15 minute cycle, we're just baby believers mm -hmm. year after year, after year, after year, you know? Um, and yeah, I think that, you know, just at least from a super high level, those are some things that have helped me to like learn how do I read my Bible? And again, we're going to have multiple parts of this episode because there's so much to go over. Um, but yeah. So then Jalen real quick. Um, yep. I want to go, I know we said we were going to keep this one a little shorter, so we'll keep it shorter, but let's ask a couple questions. And the first one I have that I think is going to probably get your mind going is what do I do if I can't find time to read or focus when I read the Bible? Mm. Okay. Well, my, I have a question back to that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So ask your, ask your question again. Yeah. So what do I do if I can't find time to read the Bible or if when I do read, I can't focus? Okay. I would say for the first part of that question, what do I do if I can't find time to read the Bible? One, are your priorities straight? 
are you saying you can't find time because you're not making time? Mm -hmm. And when I say that, I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, probably are busy and they actually may struggle to find time. But in all reality, the more you want to grow in your relationship with God, the more you will force yourself, force yourself to make time to read your Bible. So there is always a point, you know, when you ask that question of, am I making time to read my Bible? The second part of the question, you know, what do I do if I can't focus while I read my Bible? I would say, put the Bible down and pray. I would say, pray and, you know, let God speak to you. Let God say, you know, and, and that doesn't mean that you're audibly going to hear his voice or, you know, that he's going to say, hey, go read this or go read that. Instead, just if you can't focus in that time, let your focus go on to God. Let your focus, you know, if your mind's wandering, you've got a bunch of stuff going on in your head. Give those to God. The moment that you can, you know, be vulnerable with God and let him um, speak to you and you speak to him instead of saying, okay, I'm just going to read this for substance. Now I'm actually fulfilling um, or I'm filling my time with God's presence and, you know, I'm able to speak to him. Okay. Yeah. Dang. That's good. Yeah. Cause, cause I think that a lot of it is like, uh, at least from a practical perspective, it's like, what are you surrounding yourself with? Like, what are your habits? Mm -hmm. You got to break mm -hmm. out of habits. You got to sacrifice some things, you know? Um, I know Jalen and I, we love to work out. Um, and for me, like my day is honestly not that busy these days, but there was a period of time in my life where I was just like getting dunked on crazy busy. And I had to cut out a couple minutes for my workout, 30 minutes for my workout every day. I would have to cut out um, some TV time or some time of just like relaxing or working on my businesses or whatever it is. Um, and like prioritize putting God first. Um, another thing is like cutting out distractions or joining a Bible, joining a Bible study, you know, um, cause distractions, man, if you have your phone in the room or you've got a screen around you, um, like when I read my Bible, I take notes on my computer and so I'll get a text and immediately get distracted. So I have to like put on, do not disturb and kind of just focus on it. Um, and then again, like we said earlier, just like finding a resource that makes you want to open your Bible is huge mm -hmm. um, because it might you might get a little Instagram video or like a reel and it'll get you hyped up for a moment and make you feel really encouraged. Um, but like if it doesn't actually make you open up your Bible and go study it, um, then that time that you spent scrolling, you could have been reading the Bible. And that's going to give you way more energy. It's going to give you way more life, you know. Um, for again, sure. All that stuff is like fruit snacks, but you need something that's going to like really give you energy um yeah bring so much more meaning to life yeah. yeah yeah check your screen time too <laughs> see how much you know mine's my mine's it. my job so yeah 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 that's a good excuse i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> no but you're actually in it though but like you know um i i am back on instagram scrolling through reels watching all these hilarious videos and then Dan and all my friends way too many videos but i still recognize like there's times where I'm going to be honest, I don't put enough time in the word every day. So with that being said, like, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Again, reading is not going to get you in there. It gets you into heaven. It's not going to save souls. It's not going to do any of that stuff, but it's going to really help you understand like my purpose in life and mm -hmm. do so much more. And I, and I really don't want to dumb it down to like a couple of quick hot tips, whatever. Um, but just to at least paint a picture of what you'll get from reading the Bible and what the world will get the world will become a better place just because you understand the word, you let it breathe through you and out of your life. Um, 
And then I, I think honestly, last question, which is maybe a little bit big one. Um, uh, no, we'll, we'll save that one for next time. Let's I was going to say, should we save? <laughs> yeah, let's save that for the next one. We, we'll probably just do back to back on this, right? Like part one and then part two. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, that's tough. Uh, well, let's save it. Let's uh, save it because we know we've it. got. Hey, Ashley, yeah. stop, please. <laughs> Ashley, uh, she's fired. <laughs> yeah, she's fired. Oh mm. my goodness. Um, well, let's do let let's do this. What did you say? I'm fired. Yeah, you're fired. You sure about that? You want me to take this back for you? She's got Chick Fil A. <laughs> Jesus bag chicken. Just for him. <laughs> goodness. She's got the Jesus chicken. <laughs> anyway, while we were rudely interrupted, uh, no, yeah, let's save it, dude. Um, like we said, this is going to be a part two or a part one and part two discussion. So, um, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we have plenty of more stuff to talk about. I know Zach yeah. does. I will definitely keep doing some research because I know I have some more stuff to say as well. But, um, should we call it, dude? Are, are you good, you think? Yeah, last thing I'll say is in our Instagram, and I don't know about YouTube yet, but I know in our Instagram bio, we have a link tree, and it's got a bunch of resources on there that Jayla and I have used um, to kind of help us understand, because there's no way we can explain all of this in even two, three, four, five episodes. It's like a lifelong journey. Um, but just really, if you have time, which you, if you're on here, you've got time, uh, go into that link, click on our link tree, and click on some of our favorite tools. I think that's what it's called. And they'll open up a document with some links in there. Um, check those out, man. Some of them take time, but they're going to be life changing for the better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all that I had. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, like Zach said, man, make sure you guys are following us on all platforms, Instagram, uh, Apple, Spotify, and of course, YouTube as well. Uh, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Like we said, this is part one of part two. How should we read our Bible and uh, as well as some other good uh, good info in there as well but we appreciate you guys uh we love you guys and we will see you guys next week for episode what 16 part two to how should i read my bible we appreciate y'all we love you and we're praying for you we'll see you guys next week chose to cleanse me up now i'm testifying all your greatness this is